0: Welcome to the Strength for the Day podcast, hosted by Pastor Dennis Fountain of Moses Lake, Washington. Each of us need encouragement and hope for everyday life, and we hope that you will find that strength with us as we study God's Word. Let's dive right in and find strength for the day. Hey, good morning and uh, happy Friday to you. Um, I don't know. If uh, the week has flown by for you, but it has definitely uh, seemed like it's flown by for me. But I'm looking forward to uh, to this weekend and really to everything uh, that's going on in our church. Looking forward to uh, this next Sunday, our anniversary Sunday, in just uh, just a couple of days, and uh, really just a week away from this Sunday is our church's anniversary Sunday. And so, looking forward to that. Hello, Michael. Good to have you this morning. Hope your weather's there or good there in Oregon. Hello to Judy Woodall-Fountain, otherwise known as Mom. Glad you're with us today. And uh, let's see, <clears throat> if you're on the uh, on the feed this morning, why don't you jump on let me know. Hello to Dennis E. Fountain, a.k.a. Dad. Uh, I'm glad that my parents could join me, and um, I can't think of anything smart like to say. So I'm glad you guys are with us today. Tyler Graham, glad to, glad to have you with us from Medford, Oregon and uh, hopefully you guys are doing well down there and looking forward to i don't know next time we'll be down there but love driving through that area what a beautiful area hello brian glad you're with us and i hope you're accomplishing something at church or at least just helping carlos accomplish something hello to kim keller glad to have you with us this morning miss kim and certainly love you and your family. Well, uh, we've been going through um, this journey. Of course, uh, all of this is called strength for the day, just really trying to get into the word of God and uh, understand his truth in our life. Hi, Carlos, glad you could be with us. And today as we're going through this, um, I will say if the sound is a little bit different, my microphone died right before I was getting ready to start. I noticed that it was dead, so totally my fault. I forgot to charge it yesterday. And so I'm using the nifty uh, AirPods, so hopefully you can hear me well, uh, but we've been studying out the book of Ruth, and what a great book. I was talking about the book of Ruth with some folks yesterday, and uh, really what an incredible um, uh, passages of scripture and a, a great story of just the redemption of Jesus Christ, and um, I, I want to say today as we kind of get started, we'll, we'll recap everything here in just a minute, but... I want to encourage you, as you read the pages of the Word of God from Old Testament all the way to New Testament, uh, look for Jesus. Always look for the story of Christ. There is so much in, uh, in the Word of God that is all it's all pointing to Jesus Christ, and it's pointing to His story and who He is and, and what He has for us and uh, the redemptive plan of Jesus for mankind. And so as you, as you read the passages uh, don't just read the Bible to kind of accomplish a, a checklist, or read the Bible to uh, uh, maybe make yourself feel better about uh, about religion or something like that. Uh, instead, always read the Bible with a, a mindset of God help me to see You in these pages. Jesus help me to see Your story. And when you come to the Book of Ruth, really, it, it is one of those stories that um, the uh, the picture of Jesus is is in every page. And what an incredible, incredible story. We first meet some characters of the book of Ruth in uh, Naomi and her husband, Elimelech. Their two sons, Malon and Kilion. Of course, uh, they're all from Bethlehem, Judah, the people of God, but a famine hits the land. And Elimelech makes a decision that would have a lasting effect and uh, um, dire consequences on his life and his son's lives, uh, but then a lasting effect for, uh, for years to come. And of course, that decision was to flee into Moab and to leave during that time of discouragement and to go into Moab, a place that God had not instructed him to go, a place that God had actually brought his people from, uh, that he didn't want them to go back into. And yet Elimelech and Naomi their two sons, they travel into Moab. What takes place there? Well, Elimelech dies. And then Malon marries Ruth and Kilion marries Orpah, and as they get Uh, get married, of course, uh, you find out right after their marriage that Malon and Kilion both pass away. And so now you have Naomi, Ruth, and Orpah left alone in this land. And uh, of course, Naomi kind of makes up her mind. You know what? I'm going back. And Orpah chooses to stay and not follow Naomi. But Ruth chooses to go with Naomi and to go back into Bethlehem, Judah. Remember those great verses, Ruth chapter 1, verse... uh, um, verse 17 and 18, where Ruth says, uh, where you live, I'm going to live. Your people be my people. And then the, the most crucial statement, she says, your God will be my God. And Ruth 118, it says that Naomi recognized that Ruth was steadfastly set upon following her and following her God. And so Naomi left off speaking to her, said, all right, you can come along. Well, yesterday we discovered as they got back into the land that they were they were welcomed by people, and and then we were introduced to to Boaz. And this man Boaz, Ruth chapter two and verse number one, he's listed as a very wealthy man. And yet, what we saw yesterday was an incredible uh, incredible character that Boaz had. He was a godly man. He he revered God and feared God. He was a, a generous man, a giving man. Uh, remember, he he gave to Ruth and said, don't you make sure you can come and glean here. And uh, and then also we found out that he was he was a kind man. He was a gentle man. People enjoyed working for him. There seems to be a very good relationship that uh, that his uh, his employees had with him. And what a great testimony that could be said of each of us, man, they're godly, they're giving and, and they're kind, they're gentle. And I hope that that would be said about me. Well, this morning we're going to pick up in Ruth chapter two. We're going to pick up in verse number, um, let's see, verse number ten, and we're actually going to go down all the way through the rest of the chapter. We won't read it all today. Kind of summarize a few things that takes place, but I really want to focus in on on a couple of things that help us understand the mentality that Ruth had a little bit more, and really the incredible woman that she was. So take your Bible if you have one, or just listen, and uh, I want you to listen in as we read. Ruth chapter two, verse 10, down through verse number 12. It says this, then she fell on her face. So this is, this is a conversation that Boaz and Ruth are having. Boaz has just said, don't go anywhere else. If you need water, go to my man. And he, just, he had just kind of given her permission. Hey, glean here and make this the only place you receive sustenance. Make, make this the only place that you come. And she falls on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? Hey, you don't know me. I'm not from here. I'm a Moabitish woman. What are you doing? Why have I found grace in your eyes? Now, don't miss this. I believe this is a key in the entire book is verse 11 and verse number 12. Boaz answered, and he said unto her, it hath fully been showed me All that thou hast done unto my thy mother in law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knowest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Man what a compliment. What a compliment. Boaz says to Ruth, I know. I've. I, it's been showed to me. It's been told to me of all the incredible things that you have done for Naomi and of, of the sacrifice that you have made to leave your father and your mother and the land of your nativity where you were born and, and to come to a place that you didn't know anybody. And then he says, verse number 12, the Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel. And I love the last part of verse number 12, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Man, what a statement. That phrase, under whose wings thou art come to trust, really would be the language of somebody, the wording of somebody who understood that that um, that picture. If you think about a picture of, of a mother bird with her with her chicks, with the the baby birds that come under her. Uh, You think the pictures of those old uh, – all the old little – Uh, Man, I can't think of what the title of those kids books were, but where the mother hen has all the chicks that come to her and and come under her like the uh, the old ugly duckling book. You know, all those ducks just come underneath the wings of mom. What are they doing? What are they doing when they come underneath the wings of of mom? Well, they're they're coming under as a sign of complete trust. When a, when a bird comes under the wings of mom, it's saying, I want to rest under you. I come to you for protection and strength. And I come to you for comfort and for help and for guidance and for safety and for peace. And, and everything I'm looking for, I come to you. And this is the great picture that Boaz says about Ruth. He says, Ruth, you got it. You sacrificed some things, but you, you came and you completely trusted in your God you completely trusted in our god and he is the one under whose wings you've come to trust i think there's a lot that we could see from this passage but i just want to give you a couple of thoughts this morning and then we'll we'll summarize the rest of what took place i think you can look very very easily and you can see evidence of why uh, excuse me evidence of ruth trusting in god i think first of all the evidence of ruth trusting in god it was evident in how she treated other people, it was evident in her relationships. Um, Ruth lived a life of selflessness. Really, when you go through Ruth chapter one verse fourteen all the way through the end of the book, you don't find places where Ruth is active acting selfishly. Uh, she's acting out of generosity, out of a spirit that says, "I want to be selfless with others." She was selfless toward. Uh, Naomi and and giving and gleaning and all of that stuff for the relationship that she had with Naomi. She was just giving of herself in that. She was uh, selfless. She was encouraging. She was caring. She was supportive. All of these things are identified in the character of Ruth. But I believe it all stems from the idea that she just was trusting in God. That statement she made, your God will be my God. uh, She really meant that. And and Boaz in Ruth chapter two, verse 11 and 12, he's catching it. He says to her, man, it's been showed to me what you've done. And I can tell, I can tell that you are trusting. You have come completely to trust in the Lord, your God. Uh, Her trust was evident in her relationships. Her trust was evident by her decisions. Uh, Her decisions, again, it was completely about, I am fully in on this. I am all in, in trusting the God of Naomi. The psalmist said in Psalm chapter 91, Psalm 91 verses, uh, verses 1 and 2, notice what the psalmist said. He said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. That phrase, abide under the shadow of the Almighty, it has to do with the same thought of being under his wings. You know what I love about Ruth is Ruth got it. Ruth understood if if I'm going to find any joy in this life, if I'm going to accomplish and have purpose in this life, if I am going to really receive the strength and the uh, encouragement, if I'm going to receive what I need in this life, it's only going to be in a relationship with God. It's only going to be as I come under his wings. It's only, only going to be as I place myself under the shadow of the Almighty. Ruth got, Ruth got it. And I wonder if we get it sometimes. You see, all too often, you and I, we, we trust in so many different things. The word trust, uh, in, whom's, in, in whose wings you trust, under whose wings you trust, that word there, it means uh, in whose wings you seek refuge or flee for protection. You know, sometimes we can can flee to a lot of things for protection. We can find our trust in a lot of things that aren't the Lord. We maybe come in life to a struggling situation or to a financial difficulty, and we try to trust in our own wisdom. We try to trust in our own bank account. We try to trust in our job. Uh, maybe it's a relationship struggle. We try to trust in, in the advice of somebody who's been there. We try to trust in, in the advice of a, of, a, of a counselor and different things like that. And I'm not saying those things are not good. We, we should have counselors in our life. We should have people that have been there that we lean into. But our trust should not fully be on them. Our trust should not fully come into saying, you know what? Uh, I I am trusting in you alone as a counselor. I'm entrusting in my parents alone. I'm trusting in. We should have a trust that says, God, I I know that I want you involved in this situation. God, I know that I am not going to find any uh, fulfillment, any joy, any strength, any comfort, any protection outside of a total reliance upon you. And then... In the verses that we see here, what took place is Naomi, uh, she finds out. She finds out that Ruth has been gleaning in Boaz's land. In verse 13 down through verse number uh, 23, what you find taking place is a, a conversation really between Ruth and Boaz and then between Ruth and Naomi. And in the conversation, basically, it's God blessing the trust that Ruth had that's what it is uh ruth goes to boaz and says i'll stay here in glean and boaz says don't go anywhere else uh you make sure that you uh come to our place and and uh, again find um, water here and you can, they're going to leave extra food for you. And then Ruth goes to Naomi and says, Hey, I've been, I've been gleaning at a field from Boaz and, and Naomi, I love what Naomi says to her. Verse number 20, Naomi says, blessed be he of the Lord who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And then she says, that man is a near kinsman. He could be your husband. He could be the one that God provides as the kinsman redeemer. And we're going to see what all that means next week. But today, I just want to, I just want to close by asking you, where's your trust going to be today? Uh, man, we should have counselors in our life. We should have people we rely on in our life. We should have a job and work hard in our life. And we should want to provide for our families and all of that. But our trust should not be in that completely. Our trust should be in the Lord completely saying, God, if I don't have you involved today, Lord, I don't want to go through the day. And uh, I'm reminded of a quote I read a number of years ago that, that was a help to me about trust. And I wanna read it to you today as we close. It says this, If Jehovah be our God and our refuge and our fortress, what can we desire which we may not be sure to find in him? He is neither fickle nor false, neither weak nor mortal. He is God and not man. And therefore there is no danger of being disappointed in him. We know whom we have trusted. Man, every single one of us, every single one of us should have the spirit that says, God, I know you're not going to fail me. I trust you completely. I look forward to seeing you next week, 930 and next Monday. We'll uh, continue the book of Ruth. We'll finish it out next week. And then uh, start a brand new series in the month of March. And I'm looking forward to uh, or the second week of March, looking forward to that series. And so hope you have a good day just trusting in the Lord and deciding to say, God, I need you involved in every decision I make today. I'm trusting you to lead me, trusting you to guide me. And uh, God will bless as we continue to trust him. Have a wonderful day. Have a good weekend at your churches this weekend. If you're here in Moses Lake, look forward to seeing you Sunday morning at 1030. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Strength for the Day. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions or comments, you can do that by emailing us at strengthforthedaypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and we hope that today has been an encouragement.